The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Technology and adjusting values of success and happiness are changing the way we live and work. If you are a homeowner, aspiring homeowner, or business professional, these transitions are affecting your real estate decisions now. Welcome to the future of real estate with Jessica Stoner. Jessica and her guests will key you in to the technological evolution and other factors that will affect all aspects of real estate, your home, and community of the future. Now, here is your host, Jessica Stoner. Welcome. I'm glad you could join today. You're listening to the future of real estate. I'm a real estate futurist and your host, Jessica Stoner. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home or you're looking for a knowledgeable realtor in your area, please visit realestatefuture.ca and click Let Me Help. I stay in touch with quality realtors around the world and I'm happy to connect you with a suitable agent in your area. Today we're talking about drones. The age of drones is upon us. Of all the technologies that are out there right now that we're working on, with the exception of maybe artificial intelligence, drones may end up being the most disruptive technology of all. Drones are soon to fundamentally change the way we live. If you can, if you're old enough, think back to those first couple of years that personal home computing became available to the public. We thought it was little more than an upgraded typewriter, a newfangled word processor, and we still thought it was great. Most of us had little idea how dramatic and wide-ranging personal computers would affect every facet of our daily lives. Then again, just a mere 10 years ago, we were introduced to the iPhone. Once again, we were excited with this new technology, and we had absolutely no clue how dominant mobile technology would be in our lives. We had really new, cool apps that are at our disposal, and we thought they were the cat's meow. At that time, we simply couldn't comprehend how big mobile technology was going to become. Today, there are 2 million apps in the Apple Store and over 2 million in the Google Play Store. And that seems perfectly commonplace now, but just a decade ago, when the iPhone was first released, that would have been inconceivable. So if you have been through each of these technology revolutions in the past, you can picture where we are now with drones. We're already envisioning the many purposes and applications that can be applied to drones. There are copious, important uses for drones. We can imagine what we can do with them right now, and we're just at the beginning of this revolution. Like the personal computer and the mobile devices, after several years of use and a greater understanding, 
the world of potential applications will really start to open up and can include things that we literally can't even imagine from where we're standing right now. This is an exciting time, and we are in for a world of change. Some of it will be good stuff. Some of it will be great. And without a doubt, some of it will be a struggle. We're embarking on a time of difficult personal privacy, the end of peace and quiet as a norm in our neighborhoods, around our homes, and in the quiet of nature. But, you know, many of us voluntarily gave up a lot of privacy with the advent of mobile phones and social media. And this was done individually as people determined that the personal benefits to them outweighed the harm in using those devices. We're likely to find a similar transition take place as drones become more ubiquitous and commonplace. Today on the show, we're focusing on drones in the future in and around your home and your neighborhood and in your cities. I'm eager to talk to our two guests today we have on the show. We have Marion McNabb, editor of DroneLife.com, and Omar Ryan with Clio Robotics out of Calgary, Alberta. Clio Robotics has developed the first pocket drone safe for indoor use that is easily portable. We have Omar here now. Omar is the co-founder and CEO at Clio Robotics. Clio Robotics just unveiled the Clio drone at this year's Consumer Electronics Show. You can reach Omar and Clio Robotics at cleodrone.com, on Facebook, Clio Drone, or on Twitter, at Clio Drone. You can find this contact information and more details at realestatefuture.ca. We have Omar here now. Welcome, Omar. Thanks, Jessica. You're very welcome. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Oh. Can you tell us about the Clio Drone? So ClearDrone is the first uh, drone that is both portable and safe, as you had said. Um, most drones on the market today um, are quite large, they're intimidating, and they're potentially dangerous. And we wanted to change all that, so that's why we did Clio. So how big is the Clio drone? It's small enough to, to fit in the palm of your hand. And Okay, so let's head on into a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Omar with Clio Robotics out of Calgary, Alberta. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Will you be using a real estate agent soon? It is important to work with up-to-date realtors with advanced knowledge of the ever-changing landscape of real estate. Knowing how things work today is no longer enough. To provide you with the most accurate service and advice, your agent needs to know about tomorrow too. Jessica Stoner stays in contact with current forward-thinking realtors around the world. Visit realestatefuture.ca and Jessica will connect you with a modern professional realtor in your area. Hire Jessica Stoner as a speaker at your next event. Jessica has unique knowledge of both real estate and future studies. With extensive industry experience and education paired with an unquenchable excitement for all things future, she's well positioned to share an assortment of topics about the future of real estate with your group. Jessica's passion and knowledge in her speaking engagements is apparent and thought-provoking and of great interest to a wide variety of audiences. Visit Real Estate Future are you finding your frequency 
It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to the future of real estate with Jessica Stoner. To learn more about the topics on today's show, visit www.realestatefuture.ca. Now, back to the future of real estate. We're back, and we're speaking with Omar El Arayan from Clio Robotics in Calgary. So we are just discussing the Clio drone, which is your new drone product. So we were talking about the size, Omar, and how we how you managed to get it down to a pocket size where most of drones nowadays seem to be bigger for a reason. Yeah, that's correct, Jessica. So most drones on the market today are what's called a quadcopter design, um, which means they have four propellers surrounding a central body. Now that design, uh, which pretty much every drone on the market uses, uh, is very good for um, larger uh, applications, for applications that require a larger size. Um, However, in order to bring the size down to something that fits in a pocket, uh, that design is very challenging. Uh, what you'd have to do is get the propellers uh, so small, and the smaller the propellers get, the more challenging uh, it is for them to generate lift or force to, to lift the vehicle. Um, so in order for us to achieve the, this design, we actually had to go back to the drawing board, and we came up with a brand-new design, uh, which is currently pending. So instead of using the four propellers, we only used two, uh, that, sit, that sit on top of one another. Um, that allowed us to uh, bring the size down, like I said. And also, uh, we have a duct surrounding the propellers, uh, which allowed it to be safe. So this design allowed it to be both safe and portable. So does it have a camera attached to it? Yes, absolutely. So um, it, it has a small camera, but the quality of the camera is pretty much what you'd get in your smartphone. Um, so we have a, a 13 megapixel uh, full HD camera. So what do you expect people to do with the Clio drone? So initially we're going to go to market as a personal camera drone. Uh, so people will be using it to take aerial photography uh, and, and videos. Um, people upload 1.8 billion pictures every day onto social media. And we think that with a tool like Clio, um, content creation will be taken to the next level. Um, so initially, that's the application, but I think down the road, there's a lot, a lot of other applications for the technology. What other applications do you see in the future? So we're, we're on our real estate show, um, home security, mm-hmm. uh, and in the real estate space, we think that's going to be a huge market. Um, also, first response um, and law enforcement would be another big application for our technology. Uh, How do now, you... This, oh, go ahead. Um, these, these applications are not limited to just our drone. Any drone could be fitted with, with sensors to do these sort of things. 
but we think that we're very well positioned for these applications due to the safety and the portability, portability aspect of our design. So you don't want to end up with a large drone, like a large quadcopter inside a house, um, because that poses danger to people around and, and potentially to the home itself. Um, so that's why we think those applications are perfect for what we have. I I have to agree. We've been kind of waiting for a drone that has a camera in it that would be uh, easily used in the real estate world. Right now, we have a lot of virtual tours and, and uh, you know, there's lots of photography that's being done, but there really isn't anything you can literally fly through and take photos of because it's just not safe using the drones in the home yet. So I'm actually really excited about this for that application. Thank you very much. Yeah. So are we ever going to get to the point where there's video or live streaming that's able to be done through the through the drone? Yeah, absolutely. The first version of the drone will actually have live streaming. So live streaming at, uh, will be done to, to a smartphone at mm-hmm. uh, 7, 720p resolution, uh, while the video will be recorded at full HD, so 1080p. Oh, wonderful. And do you see other in-home uses that this will eventually be able to do? I know this is the first release, but do you see them doing um, chores inside the house that are difficult, such as changing light bulbs that are really high and you need to get, you know, a two-story ladder or, you know, dusting really high in corners where it's hard to reach, that kind of thing? I think potentially. I mean, there, there's a potential for that. Um, but I think I think a, a better application, in my opinion, would be security, uh, so home security. So a part of the smart home solution um, where you'd have just one drone that can monitor the entire house. Um, so you'd have tiny little sensors in every room, mm-hmm. um, and these sensors would be triggered by motion or uh, any sort of hazard where the drone can then fly to that room and live stream footage to the users, to the homeowner's phone or to a security company, for example. Do you see that being utilized outside as well, doing sort of uh, laps of the house on occasion just to keep an eye on things? Sure, of course, yeah. There's, there's no limitation uh, that would prevent a, a drone from, from being outside. So it can be used outside in inclement weather, that kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And something that it seems that it would be a logical use for it, but do you see it for this purpose as well, where it would have, um, you know, a mom or dad working in the kitchen and they just want to keep an eye on what's going on with the kids out back. So they could just send the drone, you know, just send me a quick video of what's happening with the kids and then it comes back, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's definitely uh, something that's very possible. Uh, another thing would be for pets, I think. So you leave your pet at home all day and then you can just sort of check up on them and, and maybe mm. talk to them using a drone. That's a great idea because you don't know where your pet is in the house. So it, you need a drone to kind of follow around and look for it. That's a good idea. Exactly, yeah. yeah. How do you control this drone? So right now it's all done through a smartphone application. Um, the idea is not for the user to fly the drone, so we're making it as easy um, as possible for anybody really with a smartphone to be able to use this drone. So um, it's all done through a smartphone application and it's not, the user is not intended to fly the drone uh, like, like the case is with traditional drones. What you do is just you tell it the sort of, the type of picture or video that you want to take and the drone flies itself 
to a preset location, um, and then it live streams a video of what it's seeing to the user's phone. Uh, the user can then, if, if they like the picture, they'll capture it, and then they hit one button, and the drone flies back to them, or they can adjust the position. So they say they want it to move up or down or left or right. Uh, they can do that uh, to capture the perfect shot. Okay. And will it have things in the future such as facial recognition or um, uh, pre-set courses that you can have it fly on a, you know, where you push one button and it flies on a preset course? Yes, absolutely. That's, is that very, in the plans or is that? It, it is. Uh, we will have facial recognition for first release, actually. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So in the drone world at large, are drones, do they tend to be getting bigger or smaller um, for, you know, personal drones or for um, drones that will be used in business? Because there's a lot of applications. So do we see the trend going towards bigger or smaller? So I I think uh, all the major manufacturers are going towards uh, a bigger drone. Um, For, for, so I guess I shouldn't really say that. Um, so the bigger companies are, see more potential in the um, in the commercial space than in the um, consumer space. Okay. Um, so they're they're going after uh, applications such as agriculture, uh, parcel parcel deliveries, that sort of thing. Um, having said that, there are some manufacturers. Uh, for example, GoPro just came out with their drone, and it is a little bit smaller than, say, like a DJI Phantom, which is does the same thing, just a little bit bigger but they're still quite large in size. And I think, it, uh, I think we're, the only we're the only company that's, that's doing uh, a drone that has the capabilities um, that we have in, this, in the form factor and the safety aspect. Right. Do you see in the future that having a personal drone, specifically something like you are producing, as... Um, it, you know, the, everybody has one, just like right now everybody has a smartphone? I believe so, yeah. Um, it, it probably, it'll be just like um, the way things were before the smartphone with cameras, where pretty much everybody had a digital camera. Um, and this is, I think it'll be similar to that. That is really fun stuff. I can't wait till it comes out, and uh, I want to give it a try. Thank you very much. We're You're looking welcome. forward to that as well. Well, thank you for your time, Omar. You can reach Omar and Clio Robotics at cleodrone.com or on Facebook, Cleodrone, or on Twitter at Cleodrone. And you can get more information and uh, this contact information on the website, realestatefuture.ca. And we're just going to head into a break. Omar, thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you. We'll see you when we get back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
hire Jessica Stoner as a speaker at your next event. Jessica has unique knowledge of both real estate and future studies. With extensive industry experience and education paired with an unquenchable excitement for all things future, she's well positioned to share an assortment of topics about the future of real estate with your group. Jessica's passion and knowledge in her speaking engagements is apparent and thought-provoking and of great interest to a wide variety of audiences. Visit realestatefuture.ca. Will you be using a real estate agent soon? It is important to work with up-to-date realtors with advanced knowledge of the ever-changing landscape of real estate. Knowing how things work today is no longer enough. To provide you with the most accurate service and advice, your agent needs to know about tomorrow too. Jessica Stoner stays in contact with current forward-thinking realtors around the world. Visit realestatefuture.ca and Jessica will connect you with a modern professional realtor in your area. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to the future of real estate with Jessica Stoner. To learn more about the topics on today's show, visit www.realestatefuture.ca. Now, back to the future of real estate. We're back, and we're talking about drones today. I have with me Marion McNabb from DroneLife.com. Marion is CEO of JobsForDrones.com as well as a contributing editor for DroneLife.com. Mirian is passionate about the drone industry and the benefits that drone technology offers us across a wide range of industries. She's also an expert on federal drone regulation, which is very handy, and she understands the evolving drone business. Mirian believes that drones are a major disruptive technology and will change our lives for the better. I have to agree, Marion. And uh, <laughs> she, she believes that uh, drones will be performing many commercial tasks better, cheaper, and safer than we can today. So, Marion, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. I'm just going to provide a little bit of contact information for our listeners. You can reach Marion McNabb at her website's job for, uh, jobsfordrones.com or dronelife.com. You can also reach Facebook, um, reach them at Facebook, uh, Job for Drones, and LinkedIn at Miriam McNabb. And all that contact information is on um, realestatefuture.ca under the blog for drones. So, Miriam, this is an exciting topic. I'm very excited about it. Can you tell us what your website, Jobs for Drones, does? Sure. Job for Drones is actually um, a an online service that will connect uh, 
consumers who need drone services with licensed drone operators. So actually, according to the laws of the United States and Canada, um, in order to fly a drone for commercial purposes, and that would include um, anything, even taking a picture of your home in order to sell it, that's considered a commercial purpose, you have to have a special uh, license to do that. So what Job for Drones does is connects people who have jobs, either they want to take a picture of their property to show flood damage for insurance or for marketing purposes um, with licensed operators who can do that work for them. So the regulations, it doesn't have anything to do with the size of the drone or how high you go. It's just solely based on whether it's a commercial purpose or a uh, just a personal purpose? For the most part, while there are different regulations depending on uh, drones that fall over 55 pounds um, or under sort of a very low weight, as the FAA describes it, you know, the weight of two sticks of butter. <laughs> no, you have to weigh less than that not to fall under the regulations. But very anything between there and 55 pounds falls under the standard regulations. Um, everything is supposed to be under a certain altitude and over 55 pounds, of course, also falls under regulations. They're just more stringent and that requires a different uh, registration process. Okay. So what kind of jobs are people hiring drones to do in and around their home or their neighborhoods? Well, there are so many terrific applications uh, for drone technology. And one of the things that I'd like to point out is that it's not really new technology. It's just that before, in order to use the technology from the air, you had to fly a helicopter. And that being far more expensive than most consumers could even consider. <laughs> Um, those applications weren't available to them. But now the kind of applications that are available to anyone uh, would be things like um, flying a drone over your roof in order to accurately measure the roof for solar panels. You know, you can just uh, take a picture of that and using photogrammetry, which is uh, the science of taking measurements from images, and you can really accurately size uh, your roof surface for solar panels. That's one mm -hmm. of the most expensive and difficult parts of getting your house equipped with solar panels. Having roof inspections, if you are in, I personally, I live in an older home with a very steeply pitched roof. Right. Nobody wants to go up there. <laughs> I don't want anybody Fair up enough. there. <laughs> but you could uh, fly a drone over the roof of the home. If you um, have an operator with permission to fly at night, they can use thermogrammetry and tell you immediately exactly where your roof might have a leak mm -hmm. um, in order to make your home more energy efficient. You could take a picture of your property for the purpose of insurance if there's been some sort of a flood or a, or an event uh, in your area and you want to do that. But there are all kinds of applications that are, uh, as you said earlier, sort of faster, cheaper, and safer using a drone. I, yes, when you're talking about those types of jobs, I see exactly what you're talking about. It's not that you can't go measure that roof. It's just it's dangerous for somebody to get up there on the roof, and it takes time, and it's expensive because you have someone manually doing that. Exactly. So the drone, exactly as you said, makes it faster, cheaper, and safer. That's great. So that's 
something that people are using drones for now. What do you see possibly happening in the future as drone technology gets better and more people have access to it? What type of things do you think we might be using them for? That is such an exciting question. Like you only have an hour, so <laughs> I'm forever about this. But there are all kinds of uses for drones, either that are in the early stages of development or a little more of a reach. And in the early stages of development, what we're seeing now, of course, is the concept of drone delivery. If you're mm-hmm. on the Virginia Tech campus right now, which is in itself an FAA test site, you get your Chipotle burritos delivered by drone. Um, But, you know, where you're talking about burritos or Domino's pizzas looking into drone delivery, those things seem sort of silly. However, when you're in rural areas or um, areas sort of further out and you're talking about delivering really important things like blood plasma to the local clinics or the hospitals or so forth, that drone delivery is really a significant benefit to the community. In addition, one of the really exciting um, things that I've seen, it's been patented uh, and and people are kind of looking at the possibilities here, is the idea of being able to deliver life-saving equipment in a very, very short time frame. So, for example, when somebody has a heart attack, um, if you can get to them with a defibrillator very, very quickly, you have a much, much better result. And so there have been all kinds of ideas and studies around the idea of being able to send a defibrillator by drone immediately to a household where someone calls 911. The drone will be able to get there much sooner um, for use by family members than the actual emergency team. Sure, if you don't have to navigate traffic, that could be faster. Right. So all of that kind of thing is is really, um, you know, fascinating, kind of life-saving. It's already being used in all kinds of agricultural contexts, but I think that that could actually come down to the consumer level where people use drone technology to manage their lawns um, sure. and their gardens, because in, in precision agriculture, you fly a drone over and the drone can tell you sort of exactly where you have a little pest problem or where you need more water. It saves large-scale agriculture, you know, millions of dollars. It's great for the environment, but I can see that scaling down to every homeowner using that kind of technology to fly over their property, communicate with their irrigation system and say, yep, needs a little more water here, (laughs) needs a little pesticide there. Or even more importantly, we don't need water here, you know, like that's actually a really good thought with, uh, with, you know, how much water is going to become an issue and we need to conserve it. So that's, that's not a bad thought. Right. Another application where you might see drones, I think, sooner rather than later, is something that they're already doing. And that's power line work and power Mm -hmm. line stringing. So you might really see that in your neighborhood soon. That's another situation where it's so much safer um, for the human beings, you know, than trying to send them up and down the poles. In addition, it's dramatically better for the environment because if uh, you think about power lines that have been run of necessity over conservation land or, or marsh, marshy areas or areas with wildlife, um, 
to be able to kind of fly over it without disturbing uh, the trees and the ground and the and the wildlife is really much better for the environment. And that's allowing in places like Indonesia and Bhutan, that's really allowing um, power to be brought to many remote areas where it wasn't available because there were restrictions about, um, you know, bringing equipment through rainforest and other fragile environments. You know, I could see that translating to many, many um, applications because all of a sudden we kind of can make use of three dimensions where before we were kind of stuck on our two dimensions. We were kind of stuck to the surface of the planet. And you're right, that's a lot of impact on the surface of the planet. So if you can get us up and off, in you know everything from very serious things like you know as you were talking about putting power lines in to something as simple as you know just security in the neighborhood, um, it, you know I think altogether the whole idea will probably just create less impact on the planet. Right, and even things like I know you live in a winter environment as do I, and um, we don't have buried power lines in my neighborhood, so we occasionally lose power because mm-hmm. there's you know and unfortunately there's an accident or there's wind or something like that. But if you could have a drone go out and uh, fly over and identify the problems for the power companies, they can do it so much more quickly. Um, you know, they can often kind of identify and make sure that everybody has exactly what they need at the right time uh, in the right place. So I think that we're going to be seeing a lot more of our local companies, um, you know, adopting that kind of a use. Yeah, I can see that. You know, and we're talking about sort of the environment that we live in. And of course, I live in a very mountainous environment in Canmore, Alberta, in Canada. And you were talking about getting um, uh, emergency services to people quickly. And, you know, that in an urban area would be very useful. But I'm thinking, you know, for um, emergencies in the backcountry, in the wilderness, and for search and rescue, I can see it being um, really handy. And then once they find somebody, you can communicate with them and have a two-way radio and give instructions on first aid. And it just really doesn't seem to have any limits of how many benefits it's going to be providing. Search and rescue is one of the primary uses that's already been uh, introduced and is really picking up speed. And there are so many fabulous um, stories about this. The drone community, I, uh, as I'm part of, I really think is is full of wonderful people. There are all kinds of volunteers who have connected with their local law enforcement and so forth. But if you think about using a drone for search and rescue, it can cover so much more ground in so much little so little time using thermographic uh, equipment you can do it at night so Mm -hmm. you can keep going for 24 hours and drones can carry payload too so you can carry things like you know chocolate or or Uh lights or or uh, things that you need to deliver to somebody who's stranded in fact I've heard of an application in Brazil where they're actually using lifeguarding drones. So the oh. lifeguard stands on the beach and flies over beyond the uh, wave. And if they see somebody who's in trouble, they drop a life ring. Wow. Right there. And then, of course, the life-saving team comes out on a boat and picks them up. 
That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, it's it's there's almost no limit. It's it's really amazing technology. You know, we're going to head on into a break now, but when we get back, there's a couple of topics I'd like to touch on, one being privacy issues, and two just how quickly we're going to grow into things that seem very sci-fi right now. So, we'll head into a break and we'll be back in just a moment. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Will you be using a real estate agent soon? It is important to work with up-to-date realtors with advanced knowledge of the ever-changing landscape of real estate. Knowing how things work today is no longer enough. To provide you with the most accurate service and advice, your agent needs to know about tomorrow too. Jessica Stoner stays in contact with current forward-thinking realtors around the world. Visit realestatefuture.ca and Jessica will connect you with a modern professional realtor in your area. Hire Jessica Stoner as a speaker at your next event. Jessica has unique knowledge of both real estate and future studies. With extensive industry experience and education paired with an unquenchable excitement for all things future, she's well positioned to share an assortment of topics about the future of real estate with your group. Jessica's passion and knowledge in her speaking engagements is apparent and thought-provoking and of great interest to a wide variety of audiences. Visit Real Estate Future we're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Listening to the future of real estate with Jessica Stoner. To learn more about the topics on today's show, visit www.realestatefuture.ca. Now, back to the future of real estate. We're back and we're talking with Miriam McNabb from dronelife.com. And we're just talking about how drones will be affecting all aspects of our life in the future. So, Miriam, you, you had quickly touched on drones being used for delivery in the future. And we know that Amazon has just filed patents specifically related to that. What can you tell us about that? That's um, a really exciting application and one that I think will um, actually change kind of the way that neighborhoods look a little bit. And what I mean by that is it's, it's not so much that you would get your books or things like that delivered from Amazon, but when Amazon's talking about using drones for delivery, what they're really talking about is um, re-engineering their whole distribution system. So right now, if you live in a very urban area, there are certain items, if you're an Amazon Prime member, that you could click on and have delivered within 30 minutes. 
But if you were using a drone, uh, if Amazon was using a drone and they successfully sort of distributed uh, their warehousing in the ways that they've talked about doing, you could really get a huge variety of things delivered to your home in, you know, we're talking about between 20 and 30 minutes. And if people were able to, uh, you know, go online and order a, an average household item or a prescription or anything else that they might need and know that it was going to arrive at their homes within 20 minutes, I think that that might really change the way that people shop in brick and mortar stores and the way that um, our neighborhoods look. So drone delivery, um, well, I don't think everything will be delivered and some things, of course, you always want to go out and look at. However, those things that you would order online if it weren't for the time delay, uh, those might increasingly um disappear from brick-and-mortar stores and become things that everybody uh, gets online. Well, there's something to be said for getting more vehicles off the road. One less delivery truck at, you know, on our roads has got to be a good thing. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, traffic is one of those things that dro- everybody experiences. And believe it or not, drones can affect traffic in a number of positive ways. Uh, there are drones that can go up and help do road planning and uh, monitor very uh, sophisticated traffic patterns and uh, inform engineers in that way. And mm-hmm. then, of course, uh, as you and I have talked about before, there's always the concept of the passenger drone, which <laughs> at some point That's my may, favorite. <laughs> may provide a new way of commuting. It, and that is something that seems so sci-fi right now. But, you know, truthfully, when I first heard, and it wasn't that long ago, Amazon uh, released the fact that they're patenting this uh, drone delivery service, that sounded sci-fi. And then within, it, it couldn't have been a couple of months or a few months where it's no longer a sci-fi thought. It's actually something that you can look at and see this is going to be real. So right now, this passenger drone idea seems very sci-fi but how long will it be before this is something that might be real well that one i think is a case where the technology is actually going to be in existence before the infrastructure and the regulations you know will support it but even so if you understand that the technology is for the most part Uh, already there. So there's a company called Ehang who demonstrated a passenger drone at um, CES in in 2016. I uh, caught up with them a a little while ago, you know, kind of the one year later. And they are uh, flying the drone. They're making um, adjustments and so forth. They have gotten FAA permission to test that uh, at some point. They will do so out in Nevada. But the the, uh, technology is getting very close. The regulations that will allow that kind of uh, work are not there yet. However, Mm -hmm. I think that the investment 
uh, is flowing in and that will speed up the regulations. And and admittedly, it's not just the technology of whether or not you can get the, the drone to fly. It's kind of how does that interact with air traffic control systems sure. and so forth. There's a lot of details. But, you know, companies such as Uber are investing heavily in this technology because they see it as the wave of the future. So I don't think it's next year, but I think it's very conceivable that it could be within 10 years. And, you know, keeping that in mind and the autonomous vehicle, which is being talked about a lot, between these two types of transportation, it seems likely that in the home of the future, we probably don't have to plan for garages or parking for most people nowadays, especially in urban areas. Does that sound right? Certainly fewer. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I think that uh, if you can cut your commute time, you know, a long time ago, I read an article in the New York Times, which was something like the top 10 ways to make yourself happy, happier. Mm-hmm. And number one was to cut your commute time. So if right. you can cut your commute time uh, in any way, that would be such a blessing. And honestly, passenger drones that were autonomous and self-driving or self-driving cars would be such a benefit for um, older people who don't feel comfortable driving anymore, for anybody who's not comfortable uh, driving. Or someone like me who'd rather just, you know, read a book. Exactly. (laughs) And then I arrive at my destination. Right. Yeah, that's, that's exciting stuff. And, you know, we're not making any more land on the ground but we're making new people and new cars. So it does make sense that we, you know, get up into this third dimension that we have accessible. So, well, now. (laughs) Yes, yes. So in regards to the growth of drones, we can expect it to be exponential. Having said that, we can also assume that our privacy is going to be infringed on. How do you see privacy issues being dealt with as drones become more common? Well, I think that there are a number of different things for people to think about. So um, in the first place, you know, not every drone has a camera Mm -hmm. that will take images. So for example, it, you know, the, the drone that's going to go up for precision agriculture, it is it is taking images, but it's not the kind of thing where it's going to be able to uh, recognize your little kid in, in the backyard. Right. And from 400 feet in altitude, you know, you're not getting um, close-ups of people here. So that's, right. that's something that people need to keep in mind. And uh, I do think that there's this element of, you know, as Google Maps came through with the Google... Um, vans, people had privacy concerns, and there is always this balance between um, how much of the benefit uh, outweighs the potential uh, loss of privacy. Now, when I've heard of people having serious complaints about privacy, that's really been sort of deliberate. Someone's using their drone inappropriately and illegally. So Mm -hmm. there are already laws in place to prevent uh, people from flying drones and looking in people's windows. They're the same laws that prevent somebody from walking up to your house and using binoculars and looking into your windows. So that's kind of inappropriate use of the technology. It's not legal already. Um, You know, and I think that uh, 
there again, people's technology will be able to, you know, you, you will be able to sort of block drones if you want to from coming near to your home mm-hmm. or you'll, you'll be able to, to do different things um, about that. But I think that uh, the commercial drones in general, there's less of a privacy problem, I think, than people sense when they just see one going over over their homes. Um, you know, that's actually not capturing the kind of data that you might think it is. And where somebody is using a recreational drone and impinging upon your privacy, you know, that's frankly already against the law. So Okay. So basically the laws that are already in place to protect you they just extend to the drones as well. That's correct. And the FAA is uh, working on this pretty um, heavily. It is part of the FAA reauthorization package that passed last year. Uh, you know, Congress has said that the FAA needs to look at privacy as a specific um issue in drone integration or in integrating drones into the national airspace. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been published guidelines about what drone operators uh, should hold and what they shouldn't in terms of imaging. And mm-hmm. it's all very much what you would expect from a photographer. So, you know, if anybody was taking pictures from the ground for their newspaper, you would expect them to ask your permission before they published a photo. Um, you would expect them not to keep photos that they didn't need. You would expect that where people have an expectation of privacy, you are, are respecting that privacy. And all of those things uh, apply also for drones. Right. And that so makes as, sense. Yeah, as professional operators come to dominate the airspace, and that is, that's really where it's moving, where more and more sort of, it's the licensed commercial operators, I think there's going to be much uh, less of a problem. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, in regards to drones that are, let's say, the ones that you had mentioned that are already delivering burritos, or we know Domino's in, I believe, Australia is already delivering pizzas with drones. Right now, is that really financially feasible? I know they're doing it, but, you know, the drones, they don't go very far at this point, and... Like, does that make sense financially to be able to do that? Or is this something that will come with time as the drones improve? I think um, it's it's both. So it will come with time as the drones improve. And the systems of, as I said, that sort of distributed warehousing um, will impact that cost so right now if you're talking about using drones for delivery it really only makes sense in a very closed area like the, you know the Virginia Tech campus, campus. right I mean, sure. that, that makes sense so so one thing that not everybody realizes about drones is that drones have uh, for the most part the average drone that you're going to see has a very short battery life we're talking right you know 15, 20 minutes or something like that. So, and while they move very fast, uh, you know, it's got this sort of limited range. Regulations right now say that drones have to be flown within the line of sight of the operator. So with that that sort of limited range, uh, no, not really. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make tremendous sense uh, to be, you know, 
moving them across town. But I think that the technology is developing, whereas one operator will be able to um, control sort of a fleet of drones at some okay. point. The regulations will meet the technology, and that'll be uh, a potential. And at that point, the cost-benefit will change. Okay. Are all drones battery-powered, or are there other fuel sources? Oh, absolutely. There are other fuel sources. There is a company in China, MMC, which has developed the first uh, hydrogen-powered drone. There are gasoline-powered drones. Um, there, there are There's some effort at solar-powered drones, although that technology is not quite there yet. Um, so there are other sources, but right now it's primarily battery-powered. So let's say they do get really good sources, like the hydrogen source. That would make me think that we can possibly get more powerful drones. Mm-hmm. And I saw a video the other day that was really fun of a drone pulling a snowboarder up the hill and then lifting them in the air. Can we see this in recreation in the future? Are we going to be maybe not replacing, but maybe um, accentuating ski hills with additional, um, you know, terrain that they don't need a chairlift access or for, let's say, um, uh, water skiing? You don't need a boat. You have the drone to pull you. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's like parasailing with drones, all of that stuff. And drones are in a recreational context are tremendous fun. There's follow me capability. There's AI and deep learning capability that can have a a drone sort of recognize who you are, the neurala brain, for example, when put into a drone, it's it's going to be provided with every uh, teal drone that is produced. And that can recognize your face and follow you around, take pictures of you doing all kinds of cool things. You know, from a recreational standpoint, drones are really fun. As they do get more powerful, absolutely, those kind of applications will be all over the place. I can't wait. I'm going to put my order in. (laughs) (laughs) Miriam, thank you so much for your time today. This, you know, just the exploration of where we're going to go. I truly believe we're just at the beginning and uh, you're in a really fun field and you're going to have lots and lots of new things that you get to deal with on a daily basis. I think so. Thanks so much for having me. You're very welcome. So we're just heading into the close of the show. If you are looking for a knowledgeable, quality real estate agent in your area, visit realestatefuture.ca and send me a quick note. I'm happy to connect you with a suitable realtor in your area for your needs. Join us next Wednesday and every Wednesday. 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, when we'll be discussing 3D printings of uh, 3D printing of homes in the future. I look forward to seeing you then. We'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed and have been inspired from today's edition of the Future of Real Estate. Be sure to join Jessica Stoner again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll see you here next week.